You said it. I believe it. You said it. I believe it. God, you can do the impossible. When we are down and out, he can raise us up. When we don't know which way to turn, he can give us the right direction. Because he said it in his word that he will do and then they say in the Bible that there is nothing that's impossible for God. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you, Sister Brandy, for allowing the Lord to use you like he has done. Yes, yes, yes. So let us pray. God, we do thank you for saying the word for allowing us to feel your presence. Because when you say it, it is done. It is done. It is done. When you say it, Father, it is done. So we believe it. We count it done. So we thank you for these proceedings so far. And God, now anoint the words that you have given us to give to your waiting congregation. In Jesus' name we do pray. And we say amen. amen. I want to thank our singers for this morning. Uh, you know, they did have rehearsal, which is kind of unusual um, because I kept everything so busy in, in this late season. And so, since I am uh, somewhat of a musician, because Reverend Denise is not ready yet. We're hoping that that day will come at some point where the surgeries that she's had is going to make it uh, all right for her later on to play. Uh, we thank Brother Allen for filling in this one. Brother Sultan had a, something he had to attend and uh, I said to Brother Allen, you want to play? He said, well, I'll try to do my best. Amen. So we appreciate it. You know, 25 plus years ago, Alan was my bass player. And so I knew I could always call on him. He, he won't do much here. <laughs> but, uh, and that's because he, he wants me to know he's retired. But we thank you, Brother Allen. Thank you, other musicians as well, Brother Rico and Brother CJ. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. I have to wear many hats, and I thank God for each and every one of them. You know, music was my first love, and so I go on with it as God has decided that I should. Continue at 64 years old. I'm still there. Praise God. I know I don't look that old, but I still got it. That's my wife. She made that It's all right to have some humor every now and then. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. When Pastor I and I got married 30 six years ago, 1986. 
like most people, we picked out a song that we were going to sing, and uh, it was going to be something that we danced to at our wedding reception. And I will tell you, my father was alive then, and he was a mighty preaching man, but he loved the way that she danced, even by herself and together with us. He would talk about how she ice up her dress and later, and she'd get to it. So when y'all see her dancing, she just changed father. That's all. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, we, we picked out this song, and of course it was a popular love song sung by one of our favorite artists who is now deceased. His name was Luther Van Ross. Y'all yeah. remember him, I know you do. Cause back in the day there was uh, some, some music in a hand. And uh, <laughs> well now as we keep on playing, amen, amen, amen. You know, he was smooth and he was sultry in his secular singing, so the people loved him. Uh, and, and on the song that we picked out, it said that there was a time when I didn't have no one, didn't have no love. Uh, but in actuality, he had somebody, and we had somebody. We have Christ Jesus. The love that he gave is impossible to be copied. And so we have Christ. And later that song says that love was finally there and it was there forever. For always. And for love. Y'all know that song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So today our message is to take this simple song and simply give you a simple message that says that it is for you and it is for me where uh, God of love is uh, forever a God of love and the God of always in love and he's also the three persons of love God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit who came in the flesh to save us all. Isn't that a wonderful love uh, message to us today? And this is a decree of simple love from all of God's people. So I'm going to just say a few words and get out of the way so that you know who can come on. I won't add anything to it because she gets upset, but she, she does preach at Father. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, you know, I, after I've lost my voice trying to sing and what have you, I can depend on her to come, Brother Fred, and give me a word. Yeah. You know, a word where we can get a little, little praise on every now and again. And so I, I love what God does in her. I love how he takes her and he moves her in the body of the Holy Spirit. And I, he gives her a word for a waiting congregation. Yeah. So what are we talking about, about forever, for always, for love? Why, why is that? It's because our text says that for God so loved the world that we're talking about this, this, this uh, love that it is for us in spite of us. Uh, 
that, that he gave his only begotten son, Minister Swan, so that we can have pure love. We can have unadulterated love. We can have love so much that it's uh, having everlasting life as well. To me, that's real love. Now, I realize that we have used some secular music <laughs> to make a point in a gospel message. You know, because some of the old folk back in the day would have so much to say about using all this secular music in a church service. But I, I'm just here to tell you, ain't nothing wrong with it as long as you got the right message. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry if they don't like it. Uh, you know, somebody might be looking on TV. I'm sorry if you don't like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But some of us might appreciate and understand the message better if we use some secular songs every now and then. So I realize that some of these songs make a point. And, and, and so we, if we can sing Jingle Bells uh, and get the meaning, if we can say all I want for Christmas is you and get the meaning, if we can sing Santa Baby and get the message, uh, then I, I think we can use a few simple secular songs every now and then. You see, for God has so loved the world is the major thought behind the Advent season and this week in Advent. Advent stands this week for love. And so during the fourth week of Advent, we concentrate on how the love of the Lord brings us the light of his love by sending us his only son. Can you imagine sending your only son and you know you're going to sacrifice him before he gets here. He's going to die for people like us. Uh, and, and so we say, okay, Lord, we thank you. And this light of love that you're sending, we believe is forever, for always, and is certainly for love. <laughs> all right, you all remember some four Sundays ago, we started this journey, this journey in the season of Advent. At our commencement, you all may remember, we, we explained its importance. That's how we started off. Some of you might recall that we, we told you that Webster defines this Advent seeing by saying it has to do with an arrival or a coming into being. Uh, it also describes it as the coming season of the coming of Christ into the world. Come on, say amen, somebody. It is a time of great expectancy. Uh, what Advent is designed to do is to really bring us into focus uh, on the Messiah coming to fulfill God's covenant with David, uh, bringing salvation to all people. The Bible teaches us first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Uh, somebody's read Romans 1 and 16. You see, this means that no one is left behind 
mine unless you choose to be. And nobody has to be left out unless you want to be. Come on, somebody. Our story, our story of expectation, it begins in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 18, where God's angel Gabriel comes to announce the coming of the Messiah conceived by the Holy Spirit through a virgin named Mary during her engagement to a carpenter named Joseph. Uh, we we should have known. I don't know. I think we should have known, Brother CJ, uh, that something special and spectacular and supernatural was taking place because virgins don't get pregnant. Well, somebody needs to know that it, it is not uh, how it is done in the natural. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, but if we keep reading, uh, uh, Sister Leona, we will land on Matthew 1 and 21, where it gives us a little more details about what is coming. Uh, the word reveals to us, you will bear a son, speaking to Mary, and his name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Uh, to, to save, to save, to come to save them from their sins uh, is the epitome of love. Uh, people of God, uh, can you see that this was a love relationship from the very beginning? Uh, uh, this, this season, uh, the reason, I'm sorry, that we can love one another is because 1 John 4 and 19 tells us is because he first loved us. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. See, we, we need to ponder this. We need to ponder the thought that God was willing to sacrifice his son to redeem us back to ourselves while we were yet sinners. You see, sinners, come on now, sinners have been known to do things that irk God. Uh, I'm going to use the word irk. Uh, you all understand irk. Uh, somebody's irked you before, and so you know how God, we irk God. Uh, things we do that anger God and lead to punishment. Uh, sinners have been known to choose their own paths that often lead to destruction. Come on here, uh, Pastor Keith. Sinners have been caught designing their own destiny without so much as asking God, who is the lover of your soul, what his purpose is for your life. Uh, I, I, think, I think we know some sinners. Anybody, anybody ever met a sinner before? Anybody ever, anybody ever lived with a sinner before? Anybody ever worked with a sinner? Oh, maybe some hadn't been to church with a sinner before. Uh, I'm helping somebody. You see, so this morning, this morning, it is our intention to examine and connect scripture and song to help us to understand the depth and the, and the breadth of God's love for us. And so let me give you my first point. My first point is this. Forever is a long time. Wow, 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 wow. See, see the, this time we, we take a Luther's secular song 
then we pair it. Y'all know what pairing is, right? Y'all pair ear pods and palms. Yeah. And then we pair it with a gospel song. Uh huh. Uh huh. Not 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 a secular song, but a, a gospel song. You see, there's a a young man uh, by the name of Jason Nelson. Uh, Jason happens to be a native Baltimorean, and he created a song called Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you, you may know it. I don't, I don't know. It's a more recent uh, on the contemporary side of things. Uh, uh, but he's making a point uh, about how long we will be loved by God. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, uh, see, see, somebody needed this. Uh, Jason says that God says forever is a long time, but that's how long I love you. That's how long I love you forever. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, but, but, but I had to stop and, and, and put my pen down and say, now can any of us really fathom how long forever really is? Uh, the, the dictionary tells me, uh, Brother Rico, that, that the word simply means without ever ending. Can you imagine that? Continually, incessantly, and, and endless, or oh, seemingless, endless period of time. Yes, right. I, I'm sure, I, I, well, I should say I'm not sure, as, as, as somebody for 50 years. We, we've seen that. 50 couples celebrate 50 years. Some, some if they marry early enough and live long enough, uh, 60 years, uh, uh, maybe even into the 70 years. But to say we will be loved forever, it's a lot to get our heads around. Yeah, yeah, it is, you see. Uh, but here he is singing and saying that God says that I'll be committed to you. And nothing in this world can make me walk away. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. I, I thought about it. I said, now that, that sounds like Paul writing to the church at Rome when it wrote in Romans 8 and 38 when Paul tells his audience, he says, I am convinced that nothing can separate me, hallelujah, from the very love of God. Oh, that ought to wake us up this morning because we are sinners by nature and we need to remember that sinners have been known to do things that irk God, things that anger God and could bring on punishment. Sinners have been known, church, to choose their own path that often leads to destruction. Sinners, I'm telling you, sinners have been caught 
designing their own destiny without so much as asking God, who is the lover of your soul, what was his purpose for your life? Uh, but I'm telling somebody this morning that God is showing us, God is telling you, God is singing to us this morning, God is whispering in your ear just how long he will love us. Oh, it is our job, church, to walk in this love relationship with the understanding that God has a forever love for us. It is a deep, eternally abiding kind of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know who came here this morning needed to hear this this morning during this holiday season, but somebody needs to know that God's love is available to you. And it's not here just for a time and a season, but it is here forever. Oh, God. That's my first point. That's my first point. Let me tell you my second point. His love is for always. And we're going to call that one, God's love is faithful. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. See, see, we know, we know Pastor Keith and I, we, we you know, getting up there a, a little bit. And, and so we take you back. We're taking you back this morning uh, uh, with uh, Luther. But, but I'm going to take you back a little, uh, another time. Back uh, when Pastor Keith and I were back in college, we, of course, were in separate colleges. He was in North Carolina. I was here in Maryland. But there was a popular group that they called heat wave. Yeah. I, 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 I know. I'm dating, I'm dating this. Uh, th th this was a group based out of Dayton, Ohio in the mid-70s. And they had this song called Always and Forever. Come on. Always and Forever. See, that, that was a great song. And it was a great song to sing to somebody that you thought you were going to be with for the long haul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I remember just as good, Pastor Keith, playing that song in my dorm room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, party was on when you could. <laughs> Excuse me for a minute. The, 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 the word said always and forever. Each moment with you. Come on, y'all doing it? It's just like a dream to me that somehow came true. Oh, yeah. And I know tomorrow will still be the same. Because we got a lot of love. That won't ever change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many of you all know <laughs> that, that when I was singing that song in my dorm room, that I wasn't singing it to Jesus? <laughs> neither, neither was I singing it to the man that I have spent almost 40 years of my life with. Uh -huh. So the love I had then 
was not forever. <laughs> Neither was it always. that is always and forever uh, 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 until it's over. We can say always and forever as long as everything is good. As long as she don't meet somebody else. As long as somebody else don't catch his eye. As long as nobody comes by with a better body, more money, a brighter smile, or that chick or that dude that we just buy. Our always and forever church is temporary at best. It's fleeting and it can't be fickle. Sometimes it's even fake. It's anything but faithful. Anything but faithful. That is why, that is why we need to know that when our God decided to send his one and only son to be nailed to a cross, it was because he had a love that would be faithful. It was not, it was not, it was not the nails that held him there. It was his love that caused him to stay. Oh, love, 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 Jesus' love. Jesus' love is not a performance-based love. In other words, you ain't gotta be doing it right all the time. It's not a love that is contingent upon our ability to love him back. The love God has for his people is a love that pays no attention to your bank account. Somebody ought to get up and run around the church Because of his 
your love for us. And let me tell you one more thing, and then I'm going to take my seat. You see, my third and final point is this, that his love is true love. Uh, we, 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 y'all ever seen fake and phony kind of yes, love? Yes, yes. Anybody? Y'all don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to. Uh, but, but, but sometimes, sometimes in this world in which we live, sometimes love ain't what it it's called it love, but yes. it ain't. Amen. 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 But when we when we get to the end of our scripture text in John three and sixteen, we see we see we have a promise. There's a promise written in there. I don't want anybody to miss the promise this morning. He says that whoever believes. Yes. Some translation says everyone who believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal or everlasting life. What, what does that tell us about his love? Well, it tells us that God's love is just not for the here and now. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. What we have seen, what we have felt, what we have experienced, what we have held fast onto is not all there is. God has more. Come on. Somebody, scripture says that he has gone to prepare a place for for those who believe on him so that one day we will be able to join him from John 14 and 2. Here again, God demonstrates an eternal and always and forever love that he has for us. Oh, and I love it, I love it, I love it. You see, because it's important what the scripture says, but I also heard what the scripture did not say. And I love it because the text minister Swan never says that he prepares a place for all the straight A students. Oh God, he doesn't say that you can, that, that he, uh, uh, that it doesn't say that you can uh, uh, bring along somebody that's not been divorced. It doesn't say that he can't take those who have an addiction to sex, addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol.
judgment. So, so can I tell somebody uh, to let his constant, uh, his incessant, uh, his overflowing love, uh, let it just wash over you. Uh, anybody need to be washing his love? It only gives us a glimpse, a glimpse of what Jesus' love looks like to his people. But he has a love. Come on, Luther tried to tell us, but John had already told us that he had a forever love, that he had an always love, and a love that is for love. And there's nothing, church. Nothing, I said nothing, that can separate us from the love of God. And the people of God said amen.